Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast about children's development from the Center for Inclusive Childcare. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast for the Center for Inclusive Childcare. I'm Priscilla Weigel, the Executive Director, and today I'm thrilled to be here with two amazing experts in the field of autism spectrum disorder who work for the Department of Human Services. Uh, we are w- just grateful to have you here with us, Nicole Burning, who is the autism clinical lead at DHS, and also her colleague, Kim Hicks, who is the o- autism policy lead. And they are here to talk to us today about a wonderful resource that they have at DHS. But before that, even just to um, kind of in our part one of our two-part series, talk about autism spectrum disorder. What are some of the early signs to watch for, for all of you listening who are spending time every day with young children. You are those first eyes often to notice some of these really important signs so that we can get children in for early intervention. And we all know that that makes such a huge difference. So I'm going to hand it off to Nicole and Kim and just let you kind of take it away and, and start sharing some of those early warning signs. Thank you so much. Um, I am Kim and I am the policy lead. So you know who's who. Um, And when we talk about autism, we really talk about it being a spectrum. Autism is characterized by differences in social interaction, communication, as well as really the presence of some restricted or repetitive patterns of behaviors or or interests or activities. Um, We really talk about how it is this spectrum, so it doesn't always look the same. Um, Many people don't know that autism spectrum is currently the fastest growing developmental disability in the United States. Overall in the U.S., the prevalence is 1 in 54. Our prevalence here in Minnesota is even a little higher than that. Um, We know that early intervention makes a big difference in those long-term outcomes and quality of life for both kids and their families, their parents, their caregivers, their siblings. Um, And so we know it's so important for those early childhood professionals like you all listening today to have um, access to this information and to empower families to track their their child's developmental milestones and to seek support when they have concerns. We know that some key indicators when we talk about autism to watch for are really missing some of those developmental milestones. Noticing that we haven't quite hit um, certain milestones at the same time as we would anticipate. All children develop at different rates and they all um, grow and learn a little bit differently. But we know as as, um, early childhood professionals, and you all know because you spend your days with kids, that there are kind of these these milestones that are sort of concrete. And when we see children not reaching those or struggling to reach those, we want to make sure we empower families to get the support they need. Some of the things that we typically see that people bring up as a concern are are lack of eye contact. Um, Maybe they aren't imitating. You know, you'll, you'll blow a kiss and they won't blow one back. Um, Maybe lack of language or a loss of language. Um, maybe a lack of playing with peers, really more prefer to play alone and, and um, maybe get a little stuck in that individual play, struggle to let peers join in or even parallel play with peers, or lining up, fixating on certain toys, not being able to um, transition with those toys to other people, other environments, things like that. And again, if, if you have concerns either as a professional or as a parent, we would always encourage um, families to work with their child's pediatrician or healthcare provider and express those concerns. Mm -hmm. That's great. And those are really 
um, wonderful examples and great things to be aware of. And so you're bringing those to the front of the mind of all of our listeners here. And one thing too, folks who are listening, you know, our coaches can support you in that process of even having some of those difficult conversations with families in helping them understand that maybe some of those next conversations with that pediatrician or, um, you know, looking into some possible delays or lags, just even bringing those up. It's so hard because you, you're, you know you're talking about this, this parent's precious child. So having a real firm handle on some of those milestone markers and those missing pieces, and then also having the supportive relationship to be hearing those things. Families need that. And I think that that's another plus that early childhood folks can bring to the table is those really deep connections and ties with these parents to be able to partner with them in kind of, okay, there's a lag, there's a concern. Now what do we do? We're not going to just hand it off to you, but we're going to walk alongside you. And that's great. So I appreciate that. Those are really useful, helpful tips. Thanks, Kim, for sharing those. So one question I'm going to pose to the audience, just for those of you who are listening, so that you can engage with us on social media. Some of those things that Kim just listed, are any of those new to you? Are any of those items on that list new that you didn't know about, that you haven't really watched for before? Or maybe you might want to share a situation where you've actually noticed a lag or a disconnect or uh, a you know, repetitive behavior, and you had that difficult conversation with a parent and how that outcome really was positive all the way around for the child and for the family. So I would encourage anyone out there who's listening to really reach out to us and um, let us know if you have anything that you want to share on those two, that question. So when you think about that sharing those next steps, what are some things that you would suggest as far as kind of the best way to move forward for a professional? So there's a number of uh, programs in Minnesota that really help support a child's healthy development. We created a resource called The First Steps, The Pathway to Learning, Playing, and Growing. And this really helps outline a lot of those key developmental milestones that we mentioned, uh, but it also includes some really practical, very, you know, easy to implement strategies for families and early child care, you know, professionals to be able to start, you know, working on that skill that that they've identified that the child may be a little bit delayed in. So what can we be doing to, you know, address some of that lack of, of communication to start to encourage more words from the child? Uh, so this resource does outline all of those, those different steps um, up to the age of two for a child. So it breaks that down really clearly. And then on the back of that resource, you'll find a number of different programs in Minnesota. So uh, access to things like child and teen checkups. Uh, we feel that those, those well child checkups are so important um, and important to emphasize for families to keep going in for those routine health care uh, and, and screenings for their child. That's really often the first place where we can identify a concern and, and get them access to the supports that they need. Um, and through the Child and Teen Checkup Program for anybody that's eligible for, for Minnesota Medicaid, those programs are, are free for the child to access those checkups every year. And you can contact your local county or tribal office to get connected with the coordinator. They can also help identify interpretation services or transportation if a family needs access to that. 
There's also programs like Minnesota's Follow Along program, and that, again, also helps uh, families learn about their child's health and development. Um, can even start working with, with a parent as, as early as, you know, prenatally uh, with, with, you know, focused on, on healthy um, development throughout the pregnancy and then uh, helping to support the child early on. So really having early child care, you know, professionals just be aware that there are these resources. There are a number of different programs. Um, also through the local school district is, is another great um, opportunity for families to get connected early on. You know, I think so often they think, well, I, you know, my child's not school age yet. What what could the school be providing but really help me grow? Uh, Minnesota is is a great connector to uh, be able to either come out and, and provide, you know, support within the child care setting or in the home with the family. Um, and so, again, we just want families to, to know that they have a variety of options and they have a lot of resources that can help, you know, point them in the direction that, okay, yes, maybe we've identified a deficit, but uh, that's not the piece that we want to focus on. We don't want to focus on the delays. We want to start, you know, moving forward and and making them feel empowered that there are some some things that you can be doing to help your child during this time. And and yes, emphasizing that the earlier, the better, uh, the better, the better outcomes that you'll see if you can identify this right away. And it really, really, no matter what the diagnosis or or even if there's not a diagnosis uh, that you get, get access to some of these supports right away. Great. I have a question about some of the, um, the first steps and it sounded like a flyer because you said on the back. So how can providers, I'm just thinking about a childcare center where parents are coming through the door and they may be able to post some resources there. Can they get some of these things to put in their entryways or in their family child care homes, just sitting out so families can get this information? Absolutely. So this is found on the Minnesota Autism Resource Portal website. So it's mn.gov forward slash autism. So you can go on there. We have a quick link right up at the top. It's called the Pathway to Services and Supports. And so one of those very first resources you'll see is the First Steps document. And so you can print that off. It's actually also available in a variety of different languages for families. So it's something that they can share or walk through with the family as well. And you can also, we have a place where we have the opportunity to request copies. So if, if you want to nice. have us send those copies out, um, but yeah, it can be shared electronically. There are some electronic links. So it, it's a nice resource to also send for families, uh, you know, electronically or printed. So. Sure. That's great. I'm picturing, you know, electronically is a really nice option, clearly in our world of technological needs, what we all are living on Zoom these days. But um, having that, uh, when you're enrolling a new family with a new infant, to be able to just have this list of resources at the ready to be able to have a folder ready to go for the families you serve, you know, the impact that can that can have on so many children in our state. I mean, these resources are available and sometimes folks just don't know about them. And, and especially new parents, they're overwhelmed with all the information that's coming their way, plus enrolling in childcare for the very first time. So having uh, the professional who's trained and does this every day to be able to say, oh, you know what, I can help you find that. Or here's just some things to read through. And, um, and when you're talking about that early intervention piece, and one of the things that we like to say when we're working with families and, and child care professionals, you know, we're just trying to help as far as the screening process and moving forward in any type of referral or evaluation, it's really to rule things out to say, first of all, how does your child learn best? 
We need more information about that. And we need those professionals who are trained in this process to be able to tell us about that. And maybe there are little things that we can do right away, as you noted, Nicole, and just what you were saying earlier, just that we can infuse in our day-to-day to make everybody's day go more smoothly the child's, the families, and, and the child care provider too. So I really think that um, I'm excited to hear more about the portal. I know that in our part two, we're going to dig dig a little deeper. It's just, I, I when I first saw it, because I, um, I think you rolled it out in our Learn the Signs Act early group, there was a show and tell day. Um, I was just amazed at the depth of the resources available there. And so exciting for families and and professionals who are working with children to be able to have access to this. So I just commend all of you and your hard work because as I look at the depth of those resources, I know somebody had to pull all those together. So we thank you for all the work and time you've put into that. Um, Was there anything else that either one of you wanted to touch on about kind of those early signs or even getting folks in the door before we wrap up for part two and go deeper into the portal and learn more about that. Any final thoughts on early intervention or things that you want to note? I think when we um, when we go into the portal, we can talk a little bit about it, but you talked about having those difficult conversations with families. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I think can be really helpful is providing those resources. And in addition to the ones we're going to talk about in our second half about the portal in depth, there's also a guidebook on the portal under the pathway series that was really written to support parents in this conversation that providers can support them in that conversation as well. Lovely. Oh, see, you guys, you've thought of everything. I really think that that's, that's what that, uh, looking at the portal, it really does show that you really have taken into consideration all the ways that someone wants to access help. Um, So I just, I look forward to hearing more about it in our next installment. So thank you both for being with us in part one. And we look forward to part two. Kim Hicks, Nicole Baring, thank you so much. See you soon. Thanks for listening. For more resources, visit us at inclusivechildcare.org.